So apparently there's a thing going on in college basketball where some people feel like Arkansas can still win the national championship if certain things happen, which, of course, would mean winning the national championship. I don't know. Let's talk about this because this is wild. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. As uh, I went and played golf yesterday, and I think with the weather changing, I started getting some frogs in my throat. So I'm going to power through. If you got to take a swig of water, you'll know why. But yeah, hate this time of year for that reason. It's amazing how much you... Uh, realize that you need your voice when you know you talk for a living but uh, we're going to power through as uh, there's a lot of things to talk about uh, dealing especially with Razorback basketball and also some uh, college football news which uh, we'll talk about some of the proposed rule changes that'll be coming along with that or at least ones that they're thinking about doing but I wanted to start with something I was reading of course when it comes to uh, show prep if you will uh, there's certain websites there's certain places I like to go and read and I have a uh, setup where any sort of major sports article from some major websites or at least a reputable website dealing with the Razorbacks, whether it's football or basketball, always have access to. And I thought it was a really interesting one where today, of course, you know, there's a lot of basketball news getting ready for Georgia, which we'll talk about later in the show too. But there was something that came from 24-7 Sports where it was an article just simply titled College Basketball, Contenders and Pretenders for the 2023 National Championship. And I read that article and saw that Arkansas was tagged in it. So I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, wait. <laughs> I wouldn't say that they're contenders right now, but they can't be really pretenders because I don't think anyone's pretending that Arkansas is a national championship team right now. So I was like, okay, I got to check this out. I got to look at it. And so I started going through and uh, it was kind of a and really interesting in the way that it was written saying that uh, it's the seventh year for uh, contenders and pretenders, and each of the previous six national champions came out of the contenders pool. So uh, just to show the accuracy of uh, where it's at when they talk about contenders, uh, usually actually comes from the contenders and not the pretenders, at least in most of these lists. And so uh, it's, it's pretty in interesting to see some of the logic behind it and everything. And what they essentially do is that this is straight up a does this team's offense and defense when ranked against its peers fall within the range of national champions in the Kim Palm era? And the outlier points were 2014 UConn as well as 2009 uh, North Carolina. So again, just really interesting to me to see uh, the different numbers in here and how they go about going with contenders and pretenders. So that's how the article starts. So I'm like, okay, so maybe it's a numbers thing. Well, they go through a lot of different teams which I think is, is really fascinating as far as, like, for instance, contenders. Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas. Those are going to be probably the number one seeds, all contenders. But they have Tennessee as a pretender, which, okay, I'd agree with. Contender UCLA, okay, pretender Baylor. Hmm, we'll see. Contender Texas, contender Maryland, pretender Gonzaga, because they always are. And contender St. Mary. I thought that was an interesting one. Contender Virginia, pretenders Marquette, contenders Indiana, contenders Illinois. Go to pretenders, Iowa State. Creighton is a contender. TCU is a contender. But pretender is Xavier. So I just start going through this whole list of different ones that they have as far as contenders 
and pretenders. I kept waiting. Okay, I was like, where's Arkansas at? Where's Arkansas at on this list? Well, I get down to the bottom, and it says in this little category, not contenders yet, but keep an eye on these teams. Arizona, Auburn, Kansas State, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. So Arkansas is there in the list with two other SEC schools, uh, one of which that they beat in Texas A&M, should have beaten them twice. Auburn, as we know uh, how that game went earlier, and then Arkansas. So I started reading the little category where it says, each of these five teams fall short of one of the thresholds when it comes to defense and offensively and how it matches up, but are close enough that they can get back into national title caliber range without much imagination. And it talks about Arkansas, where Arkansas has the number 60 offense in the country, which makes the Razorbacks sit just three spots below the necessary offensive rank in the Kim Palm era. Also says with Nick Smith Jr. back, it wouldn't be surprised to see the Arkansas up that ranking, if not significantly. So essentially, they are just a little bit short of the offensive ranks, but defensively, they're already in the mix. Now, if Arkansas is able to, in these final four games of the regular season, go through and be able to up their game and getting into that Ken Palm ranking system where they bust through and offensively they up it to where now they, by logic and by numbers, are officially contenders in the NCAA tournament when it comes to a national championship, probably still not going to bet on them. <laughs> probably still not going to go out and say, oh yeah, this team for sure, that for sure has got, uh, got all the makings for a national championship team. But it is pretty incredible to see when you look at those numbers though, about how wide open it can possibly be when it comes to all things in college basketball and making it to the national championship and winning a national championship, regardless of how high of a seed you are or how big of a favorite you are, whatever it may be. It's all about getting into the tournament and getting some good matchups and getting hot at the right time. You look at the past few years and Kansas winning it, Baylor winning it. You know, I think about when Villanova won it, North Carolina won it. You know, the, it, there's always been those teams that have just kind of come through and played really well. In a lot of cases, there were highly regarded teams, high seeds that ended up winning it. But there have been so many other examples of teams, at least making it into the Final Four, that were pretty low seeds. And in some cases, even making it to a national championship. I always think back to that Kentucky team that was an eight seed and they made it to the national championship game. Um, you know, we think about those teams that love Butler, where they weren't exactly the highest of seeds, but made it to the national championship game. You think about, you know, all the Cinderella stories of those teams making it to a Final Four or an Elite Eight. That may not have been a very high seed, but like all those things mixed together is the ultimate example of how it doesn't matter what you're doing during the regular season necessarily. You just got to be able to have it all come together at the right time when you get into the NCAA tournament. And with Arkansas and the numbers that they have, and obviously getting Nick Smith more involved and him actually starting now and him uh, putting together some, some better game plans and being able to be a better player and a better teammate to the team now that he's on the floor a lot more, those are the things to me that are going to stand out and why this team can actually turn around and become a contender. Like, what has been the thing that's been missing from this team? Like, if you really think about it, what has been the thing that has been missing from this team so much this year? I think offense has been the biggest problem. You haven't been able to shoot the three very effectively. 
you uh, haven't been able to uh, score very effectively against certain defenses, against zones. Um, you know, you just you've had some issues offensively. I don't think anybody's looked at Arkansas's defense and said, "Well, this is crap. This is terrible." It's been about the offense. Well, if you have the defense already put into place, which we know Arkansas does, and they do a good job defensively, if you have that put into place, and your offense has been it's not been horrible, but it's not been good. Like it's been just kind of teetering right there, as you saw with the numbers in the Ken Palm rankings. It's been right there, close to busting through to getting into a national championship contender number range. But if you've missed out on the defense, or if you've been there with the defense and you've been missing out on the offense, a Nick Smith player can be that difference that changes that offense. Now, is it going to go from number 60 to number one? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that of the things that Arkansas has struggled with so much in these games and in these games they lost and, and everything to go along with them, Nick Smith can kind of be that next guy. And honestly, another thing that Arkansas has been missing more than anything is a closer. Now, I don't know if Nick Smith's going to be the closer. I have no idea. I don't even know if he's going to be good at that, at that role. Will he get the ball in his hands in that role? I don't know. But what I do know is I'd like to see him try because we know that there are other guys on this team as valuable as they may be and as good as they may be and talented as they may be. They have had opportunities to be closers, and they haven't. They haven't made those big shots down the stretch consistently or time and time again. So they've been missing out on that. Can Nick Smith be that guy? Can he be the guy that steps right in, blows it up, and says, all right, give me the ball. Get out of my way. I'm going to go get mine. We're going to finish this off. Again, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But I'd like to see him try. I love the fact that this is still a thing. This is still a thing that everybody is at least recognizing, and in this case, 24-7 sports recognizing, that even with this Razorback basketball team and the struggles that they've had and the annoyances that they've had and the bad losses that they've had along the way or the struggles that they've had along the way, all of that mixed in together, there's still a team that is being looked upon as a possible contender. Is that over the top? Is that unrealistic? I don't think so. Sounds like it's got some logic behind it. But as we know, it's about getting into March. It's about getting into the NCAA tournament. And after that, all bets are off. But can Arkansas be that team? Can they be a contender? Well, I don't like their chances. But I have been proven wrong before. And I would love to be proven wrong again. Folks, if you're looking for delicious treats, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to go for a Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays, and we're getting closer to, uh, I guess Valentine's Day is officially over because that was a big candy holiday. And then uh, you're getting into March, which, of course, St. Patrick's Day is going to be around. It's not necessarily about sweets, but it can be stuff sometimes. It's Listen, we're, we're Americans. We find reasons to be able to eat sweets and eat junk food for every holiday. We don't have to do that anymore with Bill Bar because not only do they have the delicious taste of something sweet and something like a chocolate bar, but it actually is healthy for you. Like, it's not bad. It has 17 grams of protein. It only has 130 calories, and it's covered in 100% chocolate. Seems too good to be true, especially in the fact that they have so many different flavors to choose from. But I'm telling you, it's the real deal Holyfield. You will not be disappointed if you check out Built Bar for trying to get healthy, for trying to eat a little bit better. But it's so tough to be able to eat healthy, especially on the go, and it can be so expensive. Built Bar is going to have you covered in that regard. So check them out on their website at Built.com. 
You can also see the built bar selection they have available at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Again, I promise you won't be disappointed. Check them out at built.com and also your local Sam's Club and Walmart for all things built bar. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Now, I don't want to talk about college football because apparently there's uh, some uh, rules that may be getting changed in college football. Now, for those of you that know me, and you probably know yourselves, and you probably feel uh, really good about the game of college football because we love it. It's my favorite sport, without a doubt. I love the team, obviously, with Arkansas and being a part of it. I love the pageantry. I love the traditions. I love the field stormings. I love the upsets. I love the, the tailgating. Like Everything about college football is just fun. To me, that's why it's better than the NFL, not in quality of play. The NFL is the best of the best. But when it comes to just fun and excitement, college football provides that more than the NFL, in my opinion. If you want to see the best players go up against the best players, the NFL is for you. But if you just want to have the excitement and entertainment and pageantry and tradition and trash talk and everything, college football is for you. But I just feel like there's certain things that don't need to change. But there are some things that do change and, and have changed. Sometimes it's made the game better, and sometimes it's not. So this is something that comes from Ross Dellinger of uh, Sports Illustrated, who always does a great job. And there's a few things that are being proposed to college football from commissioners in order, in order of uh, finding ways to shorten college football games entering into the fourth quarter. So immediately when I see this, I'm like, you know, I know that this is going to be dumb because ways you could shorten football games would be able to, I don't know, have less commercial breaks. All right, this comes from somebody who, my entire living is on ad revenue. It is. You know, that's why I love being partnered with Built Bar and partnered with LinkedIn and, and partnered with FanDuel. Like, I love being partnered with people here, especially on this podcast, because they're able to not only make it possible to keep this podcast going, but for me to be able to make a living. Like, I am somebody who is a big fan and a big proponent of advertising. Like, I am. So let me get that straight. However, I think that there is a way of making it to where the product that you're putting out, the content that you're putting out, remains the same and remains as high quality without going over the top with ads. Like That's why I like doing this podcast and how we have it set up is because I feel like it's a very good balanced thing of hopefully great content and, and everything to go along with it, but also having the ads. But with college football... First thing I think of when it talks about trying to shorten games, how about cutting out the amount of commercial breaks in a game? Like they will take a commercial break for the sake of it at every turn. I know it's about the money. I know it's always about the money. But I think that if there was a way 
that you could shorten commercial breaks, but be able to charge more for these ads that go along with it. Maybe that's something you explore and that's something you look into. But of course, as you read that, or as I read that first headline, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way that's going to be the case. There's no way that's even going to be an option. So let's see what they're actually trying to propose. It's going to be dealing with several clock rule changes meant to reduce plays for both safety and game length reasons. The, they pr include proposals that call for the clock to continue to run after first downs and incomplete passes. <sighs> okay. If it's after a first down, I am not totally against that. Okay. I don't mind that one, but I don't think it should be something to where it's an incomplete pass that the clock keeps running. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's a little, oh, I don't know about that. But the clock running when it's an incomplete pass, once the ball is spotted, that I can get down with. That I can get down with. But I still like the first down stopping the clock, though, because it doesn't need to be exactly like the NFL. And I like to actually like that college football rule there, too. So apparently uh, they've been also reviewing that uh, prohibiting consecutive timeouts, like icing kickers. I'm for that. I'm for that. Like, you can take that out. I don't think you need to use all three timeouts to ice a kicker. That's dumb. And uh, also no longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty. Which is fine, but it's like, I mean, how many times does that actually happen? And how many times is that actually being the reason why the game is extended? Like, that's, to me, a non, like, that's not even an issue. That's a non-issue there. But uh, the clock will continue to run, and when an offense gains a first down, except for the inside the two minutes of the first half, or in a half, again, I don't, I don't like that. I'd rather just it stay the same there. And, of course, the clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. I don't have a problem with that one. Like I know that they, they say that, at least in the article here from Ross Dellinger, that that's the most like controversial one. But to me, I like that one. Stop the clock, and then once the ball is spotted, let's go. I don't have an issue with that. So I don't know why that one would be um, any sort of controversial. Because, again, I, I like that one. I think that that would be better. Now, they're going through a, a lot of the rule changes because they're trying to go with the NFL in line with the NFL because uh, they don't allow to use – coaches use back-to-back -back timeouts. You know that uh, you know that they don't allow – they don't stop the clock after first downs are gained, but um, they do stop the clock after an incomplete pass. Because that's the thing, too. Like, with the incomplete pass thing, once the ball is spotted, then you got to think about, okay, so what do you do when you spike the ball? Like, how does that work? You know, again, these are not like official changes. These are just the ones that are being proposed. So they're trying to shorten the game. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like there's so many reasons why in sports in general, while people are just sitting here trying to figure out ways to shorten every game of every sport. Baseball, you know, basketball, everything. And I, I'm just like. I'm laughing at it because I'm like, they're all trying. Why, why is this? Why is this? Why is it so long? What have, what has happened? What has changed? What could it be that over the past 40 to 50 years, suddenly games on TV have been so much longer. What has happened? Everyone knows why it's the case, but they're not going to change the reasons why it's the case. They're not going to change commercial breaks. They're not going to change the amount of them that they take. They're not going to change any of that because that's money. That's money. 
But it just cracks me up that they look at it as in such a like a prism of like, mm, what is it? What is it? What could it be? We all know what it is. And but you're not going to change that. So what you're going to try to do is you're going to try to take away from the game itself. You're going to try to change the game itself. And also, how many people complained about the length of college football games? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I have felt like college football games, maybe it's just because it's my favorite sport. Take as long as you need. Go crazy with it. But maybe there's a lot of people out there that don't want them as long. I think they're fine. Like, it's not like you're just, like, I know there's a lot of college football games out there, but I don't know. I just don't feel like there's any issues. That's like, that's a non-issue. Again, I don't think that the length is a problem. And if it is a problem, we know the reasons why, but it's just so funny to me how they're like acting like they don't know, or at least they're acting like it's something else when everybody knows exactly the reason why. So I guess we'll see if that ends up coming, but so most of the rules I'm okay with if they change them, but Again, just don't don't tell me that it's something different when we all know the reason why these games are so long. We'll get a little Arkansas and Georgia preview in the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast, so stay with us. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Arkansas and Georgia tonight. It looks like, uh, according to FanDuel, Arkansas is a 13.5-point favorite in this game, which is pretty fair. And because uh, Arkansas is, you know, obviously a better team. Georgia's sitting at 16 and 11 overall, but they are 6 and 8 inside the SEC. So not too bad. They've had some decent wins, but they got trounced by Alabama. Uh, the few things, though, I'm going to be looking for in this game, though. As I was just kind of thinking about, uh, you know, what to what to deal with Arkansas. It's really about two individuals. It's two individuals for me. Nick Smith and Jalen Graham. Now, that's not to say that those are the only two players that matter in this game. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that in these games, it's always going to be about Nick Smith and how much he plays and the impact he has. And the reason I had Jalen Graham into the mix is because we saw what he did against Florida and what type of capability that he has offensively. Can there be any sort of consistency there? Because I, I don't know the numbers specifically, but I do know that each and every game this year, it seems like Jalen Graham will go from having an amazing offensive game to being a non-factor in the next. Amazing offensive game to be a non-factor in the next. Sometimes it's about matchups. Sometimes it's about the defense and uh, the way that they're playing on the end for the opponent. Sometimes it's about the way they're playing inside the paint. And there's a lot of reasons why. Like I'm not trying to say that you know it's Jalen Graham's fault or anyone's fault. But there's reasons that play into it, but just a matter of, okay, but can there be some sort of consistency there? Can you get some back-to-back games? Will you get those opportunities? Will teams be looking for them? That's what I want to see. I want to see him go out there with uh, a game, a team like Georgia at home and put together another really good performance, double-digit performance, get the 14 points, whatever it may be. I mean, if he goes for 26, that'll be great too. But just continue to get that confidence and work inside and Get better on defense. You know, I know that uh, you're at this point in time, you are who you who you are defensively, but the more he plays some good defense and gets some good rebounds, the more Muss is going to play him, especially with his offensive game. So I want to see more of that. And then, of course, Nick Smith is just, can you continue to be the guy? We talked about it earlier in the show. Can he be the guy? Can you continue to be better? Can you continue to develop? Can you continue to be the one that everyone looks to when the game's on the line? I think so. I think that there's a reason why, again, he's so good. He's He's one of the, Top players in the upcoming NBA draft. I want to see more of them. I want to see them start. 
I want to see him play 30 plus minutes. And I want to see the ball in his hands most of the time, at least on every offensive possession at some point. I want to see him make some plays. You know, we've seen him capable. I think it was against Oklahoma earlier this year. He tore it up. I want to see it again. Because if he tears it up, he's going to get more confident, the more confident that he has, the more confidence that the coaches have in him, the more confidence the team's going to have, and the more confidence we all will have in his ability to be able to take this team to a next level. So got to take care of business against Georgia. We all know what's on the line. We all know that uh, this final stretch is tough, but you have to win your home games. This is a no excuse, no questions asked, must win. You can't allow this game to be anything other than just a dub for the Razorbacks. You do that, you'll be in good shape. And then you got a tough, tough, tough road game against a team named Alabama who has to be one of the best teams in the country coming up later this week. But we'll see how it goes out. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.